0: Cannot catch a virus. Well, back at it again, boys. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Brazzle drift deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. Oh, by the way. My balls is hot
1: And we're back Whiskey, beer, and conspiracies Uh, I am one of your hosts tonight Chris and the other host As always with me Boy We're we're, We're missing big country tonight
2: He's uh he's busy at work so uh we're going to give him a break and not razz him too much. We uh we have Truth Dealer on on air with us. Uh unfortunately, we didn't get to speak to you the last time Big Country had you on and and we were both really bummed that we missed that episode. So So
1: now we're redoing the episode with us, (laughs) the
2: better half of the show. (laughs) So uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? I know you've you've already done that a little bit on the last episode that you guys were on, but uh, let's tell the Truth Hooligans who Truth Dealer is.
0: Well, I am the Truth Dealer, and you could find us at rumble.com slash truthdealer or youtube.com slash truthdealer. What we've done is basically... Take little short videos, five minutes or less, and what I call the sort of McDonald's drive through version of politics, where mm-hmm. you could have something that's high octane editing or Cut to parody. Basically, it's it's doing what Hollywood and the mainstream media does to us and just reversing that. We're just showing them for their outrageousness, ridiculousness and the (laughs) jokes right themselves. So basically, if you just check out our videos that aren't part of the podcast, just the edits, it's Mm -hmm. really just uh, tightly edited videos basically to red pill people.
2: Right, right, yeah. It's it's great because it's just like a a quick punch in the gut, you know. And it's, uh, there. Sometimes you listen to to truth based podcasts and it kind of drags out a little bit. And when it, especially when they're so serious about everything, it yeah. kind of sucks the fun out of the whole thing, you know. I think right. that
1: quick punches is, is over time is what does the damage oh, in, yeah. and land and adds up over time for people to actually get the knowledge to, and information to them. So yeah, five five ten minutes is probably all you know, we could take.
2: Yeah. I, well, you know, I mean, especially when, when you're doing like occult type research and stuff like that, it's hard to take, man. It you, is, got, you gotta,
1: the, the problem with it is, it's just when it, the, the knowledge gets to you and you, it's changing everything that you've grown accustomed to. You know, yeah. I think there was a conversation in the discord chat, you know, people are talking about, you know, well, this is what we are taught our whole lives. It's mm-hmm. hard to break down those barriers down. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, <clears throat> There's been like
2: this whole rash of cancel culture rate lately, and I, I don't know if you guys heard recently who they're trying to cancel.
1: So I heard Dr. Seuss is supposed to oh, be out. Dr. Seuss is racist. Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy- <laughs> yeah, I, heard, I heard Speedy Gonzalez. They, Pepe Le Pew. It, uh, they're these- going after all the cartoons. Why? <laughs> but why?
2: I, I'm I'm not sure. I mean. Truth dealer, I'm not sure if if, if you would agree with the statement or not, but it's. I mean, I know cancel culture has been going on even before, you know, Donald Trump and, and it's been going on for a long time. But I feel like ever since the end of January, it's just kind of ramped up and.
0: It's absolutely ramped up. I feel like now that Donald Trump is seemingly out of the picture, they're just going balls to the wall. I mean, it's a it's sort of a cocktail mix of the Bolshevik revolution and the French revolution, what's going on right now, the sort of cancellation of everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're trying extremely hard to erase history in general. We saw that during the riots in DC over the summertime um, and then wanting to take down, you know, Confederate statues, rename schools and streets and, and, it's it's just – it's incredible, especially – Chris, I don't know if you saw this past weekend, I think down in Ocean Beach, they had a book burning uh, with Dr. Seuss books.
1: Uh-uh. I did not yeah, see it. and uh, I was working all weekend too and I didn't hear anything. It uh, might have been too far enough off the Cops Plus territory that uh, I didn't – Possibly. Uh, but, I, you know – we usually get intel about stuff like that if it was a large enough gathering.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's – We've been talking about this slippery slope for years, and I think we're on that slope.
0: Yeah. Black Diamond. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I would agree the, with that. I saw yeah. just recently in the Chicago Sun-Times, the headline was Chicago Public Library System to Pull Dr. Seuss Books from Circulation <laughs> it's due so to Racist Imagery. And I'd have to imagine that Roger Ebert, who wrote for the Chicago Sun-Times, must be spinning in his grave right now. He was very much against political correctness. If you search on YouTube, if it hasn't been memory hold, there was a great episode where Gene and Roger were talking about this. And Gene Siskel said, you have to summon up the courage to say what you honestly feel. And that's not easy. There's this whole new world now. This was around 1994 called political correctness going on. And this is death to criticism and to participate in that. And wanting to be liked is another, he said, forget even the world of political correctness, just personally wanting to be liked, wanting to go along with the group is death. And Roger Ebert responded back and said, political correctness is the fascism of the 90s. And I would say cancel culture is the fascism of today. And he said, it's this feeling that you have to keep your ideas and your way of looking at things within very narrow boundaries or you'll offend someone. And certainly one of the purposes of journalism is to challenge that kind of thinking. And one of the purposes of criticism is to break boundaries but what politically correct students and people are training themselves to do today is to lie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and the, just the simple fact that they're willing to to erase. I mean, these books were written in the 30s, right? So the depictions of some of the characters, even though they're obviously absolutely cartoonish, they're not far off from that time period you know, and, and they're claiming that now it's racist and some people might, you know, feel offended by it, but the fact that they're taking things from a certain time period, dragging it into today and claiming that it's racist and offensive today is just a testament of how I think over it's absolutely oversensitive, how oversensitive people are and they're o- willing to overreact in order to feel better, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is the, the, the climate of the culture is everybody's so easily offended that a Dr. Seuss book can get to them and trigger them. It's ridiculous. And I think in my opinion, I think they're starting it out small on something that seems trivial, kind of testing the waters, testing the waters, just like they have in in the past. Just think about how far they've gotten with these mass things, this COVID and how far they pushed us on their boundaries with, with our, just our basic rights. Mm -hmm. Now they're like, okay, now we can, we totally screwed them over and taking their, their basic human rights of traveling and doing anything without being constrained with your family correct now what we're going to do is we're going to start taking away something small let's say okay let's take away Dr Seuss we're going to say that he's he's racist so we're <laughs> going to cancel this and then they're going to keep moving on to something else bigger and bigger yeah. and to be more oppressive
2: yeah i mean i'm not sure if you saw the sales of Dr Seuss books after they tried to pull this shit they skyrocketed. We got a over here, you know, Dom's bookshelf right there, filled with Dr. Seuss books, and and there's not one time we've read through all of them. Yeah. There's not one time that I've ever read one and felt uncomfortable. No, you know what I mean.
1: I read uh, Dr. Seuss to to my daughter all the time. Yeah, she's got all the books. Yeah, I'm not, there's no way I'm ever gonna get rid of those books. We're gonna keep them. We're gonna pass it down to their kids. Yeah,
2: but I, I think this is part of the whole, you know, get woke, go broke movement, and. We saw everything, that with Goya. Yeah.
0: Everything Beans. in history is cyclical. <laughs> and we've been through this before. Even going centuries back, there was that period mm-hmm. in history where uh, the Romans wound up uh, covering all of the nudity on all of the sculptures. So if you go yeah. to Rome, you could see some of the sculptures that were not tainted with, but then others where they'd have the little leaf in front of their privates (laughs) and that which was added later uh you know so we've been through this before but 2020 Mm -hmm. they're gonna look back in history as it's it's just it's gonna be wild what they're gonna write about 2020 in the history books between coronavirus and the Mm -hmm. cancel culture i mean we've lost the washington redskins the cleveland indians up in canada they had a canadian football league team called the edmonton eskimos they're gone Mm -hmm. it just went on and on and on
2: Yeah, it's it's out of control today. Actually, I was talking to my father-in-law because he was he was talking about possibly picking up a new car and he wanted he was thinking about the Jeep. I told him, if you want a Cherokee, you better make it quick (laughs) because they're they're, they're getting ready to cancel the Jeep Cherokee. You know what I mean? That's gone. I remember when I
0: heard about the Cleveland Indians being gone thinking, okay, it's only a matter of time before Back to the Future 3 is gone because they say the word Indian a million times in that movie.
2: Yeah. And it'll come to movies, right? I mean, they, for God's sakes, they wanted to edit Donald Trump out of Home Alone 2. You know what I mean? So
0: they can't just let Yeah, that's when you get into spooky territory. I've always been a a big advocate of we always need to have libraries and hard copy Mm -hmm. books because if everything goes digital, Google is going to rewrite our entire history. They'll say Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat. I mean, don't think that can't happen.
2: They absolutely. Have, well, absolutely the, will. as of right now, I, you know, I've seen a few videos and I'm I'm not on TikTok personally, but my wife, she loves it and she sends me all kinds of she follows a bunch of, you know, red pilled accounts. And um, one of them she sent was this wild, you know, when they the the typical wide eyed, liberal, white savior that you always hear screaming racism. She's explaining or trying to explain how uh, Abraham Lincoln didn't free the slaves. He was actually for slavery. And she goes on and on and on and paints this whole entire alternate reality of, of what took place and she believes it. And the problem is, is that other people with, with that similar, you know, political standpoint or point of mind or whatever, They're going to believe it. And then they're going to tell people that that's what happened. And then all of a sudden that's what becomes truth.
0: Right. We we talked about this in our last podcast. Our podcast is pretty new. So our newest episode is only episode four. And I talked briefly about about exactly what you were saying. And at some point along the line, parents uh, in the baby boomer generation got lazy and they just took their foot off the gas pedal and Mm -hmm. allowed the media and the state – to raise their children and yeah. now we're to the point where one in five millennials, 20% see the United States as racist and evil.
2: <laughs> that's insane. That that's means insane
0: that if you were to release Rocky Four today, 20% would be rooting for Ivan Drago. Wow.
2: And that's Ridiculous. so disappointing to hear, man. Especially especially being of a mixed race background I've I've experienced you racism are? for sure. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It was, I just got a really good tan, dude. It's <laughs> been yeah. a lot of time outside. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'm sure I've experienced racism, but never have I ever thought that America in general is is racist, right? I mean, you have experiences with people, and those you run into assholes all the time. Um, but you know, when you have small, narrow-minded people, um, for instance, the whole you know defund the police thing it's coming from a small group of people that have had a negative experience with police officers and and i feel like cancel culture in general is really just a small number of people that we're giving a a voice to you know they it, the news loves them social media loves them and the squeaky wheel gets the grease unfortunately you know
0: it's by design, for sure. I mean, this is the slow rollout of Marxism in America. You can't fall for their tricks and call it socialism because mm-hmm. you'll never be able to defeat an enemy. You can't properly right. identify. The Nazis were socialists. They called mm-hmm. the Bolshevik Revolution the Socialist Revolution. Socialism is bad.
2: It's it's terrible,
0: and it's amazing how
2: many of these these kids on college campuses um, are rooting for socialism, and and you because ask them point out. You know, point out the 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 best version of socialism that has been working for decades and everybody enjoys it
1: and they can't, you know, Um, I don't think they have that proper education about what socialism is and what it turns into. I think these people, it sounds good in theory, right? Yeah. Oh, we all are going to get equal uh, pay. Oh, we're all going to have equal uh, uh, are all our doctors are going to all be the healthcare is going to be perfect and we're going to give you guys everything and we're going to give you free education. You know, all this stuff is free, 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 free but where does it come from and what is the sacrifices that you're going to have to do to to give all that money to implement all these things mm-hmm. you know such as free education and a free healthcare system you know they don't understand like where it goes and how much rights you have to give up. You know, as you're giving up your oh, freedom yeah. of choice to be able to pick and choose your own doctors, be able to to do whatever you know, whatever education that you want, you go out and search or a, a career that you want. You know, you're not going to be just lumped in and say, hey, you're going to be this, you're going to do that. You know, we're going to yeah, take you. Become, you're working hard. You got twenty bucks this week, so we're going to take your twenty. We're going to give you five. We're going to get spread out the wealth to everybody else. Exactly. Right. And and you you just
2: become. I mean look, they're already conditioning us to not see people's face, right? Once you, once you don't see a face, then you don't see a person. Um, your empathy diminishes, right? Um, they already have people comfortable standing in lines, right? Uh, I remember when Corona was at the height here in San Diego, going to the grocery store, you had to stand in line to get into the grocery store, When you see a socialist country, you see people standing in line just to get bread, you know, and it's it's amazing the parallels that we're seeing. But nobody cares to pick it up. You know, it's like we're we're, people like us are trying to tell other people this is going in the wrong direction and they still don't want to believe it. They're rooting for socialism. It's insane.
0: Sanders says bread lines are a good thing.
2: Yeah, So, and this guy's got four homes worth millions and millions of dollars, you know? Well, that's
0: the trick, is all socialists are actually communist. a lot of mm-hmm. them, and the thing is, what they really are, when you really break it down and bottom line, is they're actually crony capitalists, because they no. hoard all the wealth for themselves, exactly. for and themselves. they want nothing they're- but a permanent underclass. That's what this Great Reset is about. Yep. They are trying to create a permanent underclass. Once you destroy the middle class in the mm-hmm. West— the majority of the world more or less with a few exceptions is third world yep
1: that is absolutely on point with exactly what i was thinking you get rid of the people that is in the middle and then all the money is going to go to the wealth on top and that's not going to change and they're going to hold on to everything and then just dole out the the crumbs to the people underneath exactly they're they're the dragon under the mountain you know and We bring that to ourselves, though. We have made our political class, these elites, we've made it so easy for them. We don't give them turn. Well, I I would say
2: yes and no. Right. Because what we're seeing right now is is the Democrats. um, They're comfortable writing their own legislation. I mean, how, how many executive orders have we seen? I don't know if any of these executive orders are even real or not, because none of them are popping up online for us to read, you know, but. We're having we're having them push legislation through the House and the Senate and nobody's batting an eye. And unfortunately, we don't have any control over any of that stuff. So you're right, because we put these people in the lead. And they've just ran with it. You yeah, know what we, I mean? We, we have
1: We haven't voted these people in. We, we, we did. Have a, we have a duty to vote some of these absolutely out.
2: And, and fortunately, I mean, I don't know how well it's going to stick, but here in California, we've got enough signatures to recall Gavin Newsom. And we'll see how well it does because that'll trigger a special election. But who knows if they're going to be using Dominion, or Dominion. Dominion voting machines. You know right. what I mean? So it's a,
0: it's, the, I, I feel completely handicapped. The integrity of the elections now, are it's just one big question mark. And really, when you lose faith in the electoral process, that's when you're on the slippery slope to, mm-hmm. again, a third world country. All third world yep. countries are banana republics. You, 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 is it any secret why the same people in places like Venezuela keep Do you think they actually keep winning? People like yeah. actually eating zoo animals and, right. <laughs> and, and their and, pets. You know, <laughs> do- yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, So, but isn't it interesting that the two most liberal states, New York and California, look at what's happening with both those governors right now? Exactly, exactly.
2: And, you know, this was something that uh, just before the show. I was speaking with my father in law about and I said, Hey, you know, we're getting ready to recall Newsom and look at Kumo. The guy can't keep his hands off women. They're finally exposing these numbers of him putting, you know, elderly sick people in homes and them just dying left and right. And it's all finally coming to light. Now I don't know if this is, you know, us actually figuring it out at this point or if this is something that they're doing, and, and this was a point that my father-in-law brought up, if this is something that they're doing because they're afraid that Kumo and Newsom could possibly be threats to Kamala Harris. So if they excommunicado them, they're going to have a harder time getting to where she's at. Um, yes and no, in my belief. But I think it's very important that regardless of, of if the left is trying to get certain people out of office um people are now starting to see what's actually going on in these states you know they're they're they used to be media darlings i mean god's sakes gavin newsom's one of the most handsome men i've ever seen <laughs> you know what i they mean gave Cuomo on, <laughs> <an> <laughs> Emmy yeah for those for his terribly
0: boring press conferences that yeah he gave
1: yeah. And that guy he is so into himself. He he is he I am going I want to give him his his due process and I know there's a lot of women coming out and I'm not going to throw him under the bu- under the bus until everything comes out and he's it goes all the way through. You know, he if he's an asshole and he's, you know, touching women and being inappropriate, that's going to come out. I mean, there's just no ifs ands or buts that that shit comes out and mm-hmm. he'll He'll be fried and he'll be taken out or whatever. Uh, Newsom has burned his own bridges by just being a piece of shit and just not being able to run a state and just having no clue what he's doing. um, Very few
0: California governors have. It wasn't that long ago that Governor Davis was recalled and then Governator came mm -hmm. in, right? Exactly. Yes, that is true.
2: But but even the election that Newsom was elected in, it was a shit show. Um, He didn't actually win. They had a runoff. And magically, Gavin Newsom has the most votes. You know, so that's what worries me about this recall. Yeah. Um, I think there's close to two million signatures. Um, and if you believe anything that you saw during the election, California had turned red. Um, and
0: I, I want to believe that, but
2: it's you know, it's just it's it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard, hard to it's hard to believe.
0: I, it's a well-known fact that most of the coast cities on the coast are as blue as they can be, but uh, in the mainland part of California, uh, more East, it's very red. And you got to remember, California was the state of Reagan and Nixon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was redder than red. It was Texas red back in the day. It was, it was. Yeah. Because I I think
2: there's 45 million people in the state of California, give or take, depending on how wide open the border is at any given time. It's the population Um, of Canada in one state. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and and then and I think there's about 22 million, so roughly half are all registered voters, but they say about consistently about 18 million uh, citizens of California vote. Yeah, right. So they're saying that about 12 million people voted for Donald Trump, and you know it's it, it'll be interesting to see once we come to to a, a special election, yeah, which I'm it's sure. gonna it's gonna happen, you know. But I mean all these governors in these democratic states, they can't abide by their own rules. Um, they constantly violate their own mandates. We're catching them left and right, uh, leaving the state on vacation, um, you know, eating indoors without a mask and large groups of people, but they're forcing everybody to remain at home, have their businesses closed. But I, I gotta say, at least in San Diego County, there's been plenty of businesses who've, who've decided, fuck that, we're going to stay open. You know, they still have people wearing their masks, They have the signs posted on the windows and stuff. But I think people have, have just experienced so much COVID fatigue at this point that they're over it, you know, and they're, they're looking at states like Texas
1: envious. You know, I walked into uh, a, a store recently with my wife and we we're picking something up and she said she she nudges me because I put on a mask. And I had it down around my neck, and I don't put them on until right when I walk into the yeah. into the the store. She goes, "You don't need that. They don't. They don't make you wear a mask here." What store was this? I'm like, I'll tell you off air because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Okay, but um, and I looked at her, and she didn't even have a mask on. She walks right in, and I was like, "You're." Oh, my, <laughs> so then I walk in, and then a couple people do have masks on, and I don't have my mask on, and then I felt like you masks, start to feel self conscious. I felt, felt self conscious, yeah. like oh, oh man, like your dicks hanging wrong. out, and you're yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's.
2: I was at Home Depot. Yeah. And my phone rang. So I pick up the phone and they said they couldn't hear me because my mouth was. So <laughs> yeah. So I took my mask down and I'm talking on the phone, walk through the store. It didn't even cross my mind and I'm getting dirty look after dirty look. And I'm like, what's wrong with these people? Is, all these people are assholes. And, and my daughter says, Daddy, your mask. And I was like, oh, that's why, you know. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so backwards now because it used to be normal to not wear a mask. You know what I mean? And now it's normal to wear a mask. And if you don't, you get shamed for it. And this was part of the whole uh tweet that Gina Carano had shared. You know, this was this was what she was hinting to. And that's what got her canceled. That's what got her fired, was yeah. for saying people are telling you to hate your neighbor, report them, call the police on them. Yeah. You know? It had
0: her in the crosshairs for a long oh, time. Absolutely. It was abundantly clear that she was a Hollywood conservative and mm-hmm. If you believe it was just the tweet that got her fired you're kidding yourselves. That was just yeah. the excuse they were looking for. Exactly. I saw Bill Burr came to her defense which was good mm-hmm. to see. You would want to think that any stand-up comedian is pro free speech because they're exactly. all about pushing boundaries and I believe he said something along the lines of how it is out there it's effing crazy time. There's people yep. just waiting lying in the weeds to pounce on you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And he even mentions, you know, I'm I might get in trouble for saying this. And yeah. he, he quickly moved on the conversation, but he did. You know, it was really good to see him stand up. To, uh, yeah. And, and I, I believe Carl Weathers did also. Um,
0: oh, did he really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Creed? yeah. Yeah. Paulo Creed himself. He stood up for, for Gina, good. you know. But I mean, good. this from the beginning, like you said, they they've been waiting a long time. It's been since the beginning of that show. Um, people attacking her over pronoun issues, people attacking her over certain conservative uh, memes that she was sharing and things like that. And it's, I mean... They're trying to cancel Chris Pratt now. He's conservative, you know. Yeah. They're they're going after Joe Rogan
1: again for not being woke enough. It's, Joe's like the a he's like a moderate. I mean, he's one, the epitome of what I think a moderate is is yeah. he he has definitely but, has left views, but he also has right views too. And he's like somewhere right in the middle. When, well, I mean, the classic the classic liberal is not the liberal that we see today. No. The
2: classic liberal was small government. You know, I want my rights. And and now when you think liberal, you're thinking of a green haired lady screaming at the top of her lungs anytime she sees an American flag, you yeah. know, and it's. It's overboard at yeah. this point.
1: I've made it ab- abundantly clear to like each one of my, my sons. I said, sometimes dad works late and he doesn't get up in the morning and put the flag out. Someone puts the flag out in front of our house. We're mm-hmm. proud Americans and there's nothing we need to be ashamed of. Yeah. Don't, don't let these people yell at us and say our country's bad and we're systemically racist. That's just not the way it is. We're so much better off. And we've learned from so many mistakes along the way, you know, in our infancy of, uh, of being, um, you know, uh, newly form country yeah. and, and making mistakes with the slavery and, and everything else, we go back and correct all that shit. You know, we're working and trying to get better. Yeah. We don't need people dragging us back down, telling us that we're awful for, for exactly. No yeah, and also. it's important that we don't forget that stuff, you yeah. know.
2: And, and <laughs> my youngest son, or my oldest son, he's only seven, and we were driving to to Seven uh, Eleven. I had to pick him up from his buddy's house, and we're driving to Seven Eleven, and they had a commercial on. Uh, you know, in Southern California, they always play Mexican commercials, yep. right? And they're talking about an election coming up. And my son goes, I just wish that everybody voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> and I, and, but I told him, I said, buddy, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but it's important that you understand that people are allowed to make their own choice. Yeah. So if someone tells you they didn't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're not going to chastise them for it, we're not going to make fun of them for it. And as a matter of fact, that's where the conversation stops because yeah. somebody's going to get upset. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame at this point, but they've always said, you know, don't speak religion and don't speak politics. And and My when own- you're when you're in company that that isn't in your circle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you can kind of feel people out. I mean, everybody has that, you know, radar. And it gets to a point where nowadays at least if if you say that you're a conservative in front of someone that is left leaning, um, then there's a it's always an argument.
1: Yeah. Always. And it doesn't have to be an argument. I wish that people could be able to have uh conversations or open dialogue about things and not come to an argument. Yeah. And be able to express themselves and feel like Hey, I'm allowed to have a different opinion than you. Cause I don't, I have a, I have people that are way far left leaning in my family mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, she, mom, I love you. I know you never <laughs> listen to the show. I wish you would. Um, but send her a t-shirt. I'll send her a t-shirt, yeah, her a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, sh- she wants to share her feelings. But when I express my feelings on topics, she feels like she gets so upset. So like, she's a, like let herself down as a mom. Cause I don't,
2: my Pink my, like my mom's the same way. And I and I tried dearly to explain, you know, but and, and my dad is kind of just of the mind, like, I don't really I don't really care. I just want to be left alone, you know, but it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about, especially in the last two years. You know, um, if someone hears you in public speaking about it, it's it's a problem. You know what I mean? If you have a, uh, a Trump sticker or I mean, I've even seen Trump supporters attack people that have a Biden sticker or Hillary sticker. Yeah. And it goes both ways. But it's just unfortunate that at this point in time, you can't discuss things like that because the only thing the only time things are going to get worked out is through discussion and yeah. understanding
1: the other person's point of view. And we're not even close to that. Yeah, I don't think that the divide in the country has never been as great as it is right now. Yeah.
2: But I, but honestly I don't believe that the divide, especially when it comes to race, is as wide as the media
1: will make you think. I'm not it is. talking about the the race divide. I'm Just talking as about As far as politics, politics, absolutely. Yeah, because I think they try to make the race way bigger than what it is too Yep. But um, even, even if you're a moderate, you can't talk politics. No. You know what I mean?
2: As soon as you as soon as you mention um Anything about it. Uh, let's talk about the qualified immunity. Oh, yeah. If you want to get into that, Chris, explain explain to the hooligans
1: what, what that means. Qualified immunity is the basic rights um, that protects officers uh, f- while doing their job. So because we're professionals and people... Uh, accept us as profession professionals in our line of work Mm -hmm. it it gives us a basically some rights some coverages as long as we stay within the policy of our departments that we have basic protection and if we if we step outside those policy of course we're going to be in trouble yeah however um if we stay within the policy as our training um it protects us. So if I'm involved in a shooting, say if someone points a, a gun at me and then I take my gun out and I shoot him and he dies, I would be protected because I was shooting in a self-defense mode. Right. Right. As a police officer. As not a police as officer. A, not as like a just a, as Joe a private Blow. citizen. So basically, that what that could do is if even if I was doing everything right on my job, mm-hmm. I could be opened up civilly to be for them to come after me without protection. Without protection from the agency. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's insane.
0: Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I remember Tucker Carlson (laughs) once saying the left never attacks an establishment. It doesn't already control. I think they're going after Mm. police because there are a lot of great conservative cops out there. And what I'm worried about is doing things like this is going to make a lot. I mean, a lot of police officers have resigned already. Look at New York City. Look at all of these places. So when they all quit, you're going to leave this vacuum and we'll have what? these nice SJW (laughs) brown coats filling the void, you know, is is this what they're jonesing for?
1: That is, I want to, I want to talk about that because I think that's what they're doing. If they can remove, remove the police force, Mm -hmm. if they can push us out. Right. Because I'm going to tell you, I I can't stand if that gets removed. I can't, I can't afford it. You and you and hundreds of thousands of other police officers. It's not worth it at that point, no matter what my salary is. And I get paid very well for doing the job that I do. And I love my job. You know, however, if I was to be opened up that way, there's no way that I could protect my family and it's the the worth the gain is it's not worth it. So yes, I think that is their ultimate goal is to push us out, get That's rid crazy. of us, because then they they're one we're gonna assign our one world government mm-hmm. oh, yeah. agency. Like you say, here come the brown coats, they're gonna come walking in and then they're trust me, the people are not gonna like it the way those guys police.
0: No. You know, and no, I honestly I can wonder My biggest fear—concern, I'll say, because we shouldn't live in fear—my biggest concern is that they are trying to do everything to gaslight conservatives, to persecute us, to close down Mm -hmm. churches, etc., etc. I think they're trying to get us to the point—it's almost— It's the first blood theory, like that first original Rambo film where they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until we eventually crack because they've drawn first blood how many Mm -hmm. times? And then when we do, they're going to do exactly what they did on January the 6th, Yep. where a few windows got broken. One woman, unfortunately, was shot. And I think that the other one officer died of, uh, was it uh, exhaustion or something? It was something not violence related.
2: I right. Believe. Yeah, they they ended up having to correct that cuz at first they said that right. he was bludgeoned to death and but they corrected it.
0: Right. And, and <laughs> basically just they turned it into the biggest thing since 9/11 and everybody knows yeah. it wasn't that in the left normalized violence. I mean, fiery mm-hmm. but mostly peaceful. Yeah. Or other Cuomo on CNN saying tell oh me my where God. protests have to be peaceful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and how many – How many? Because that's what a protest is, peaceful protest is. Exactly. Okay, a riot it's in the is different than a protest. <laughs> right. so that's what it is. So
0: the left's normalized violence, but yet mm-hmm. when – I think they're trying to get us to the point where we're desperate and we feel – I think they're basically – what I'm trying to say is I I believe that they're trying to coax us into a civil war. So then basically they have mm. an excuse to just – call all conservatives terrorists, which some are already doing. I mean, some people in Congress yeah. right now are talking about re-education camps. This is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's the is. no-win scenario because let's just say it came to blows and patriots take up their Second Amendment rights and they start firing back in that. Well, then they would probably just wind up calling in UN troops. and then you know, Exactly. You know what I mean? It's a no-win scenario, and I think that they want that.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, that was one of my biggest fears throughout this whole thing is that at some point, because I, I think that they know that most of the military is not on their side. And that's the reason they would bring in UN troops. Um, and I think you're absolutely right, though. They're they're trying to coax a, a civil war. Um, they're pushing us against the wall. And I'll tell you, I I was not a conservative three years ago. You know what I mean? But... Mm-hmm. Just based on the sliding scale that the left has, that the Democrats have, um, it kind of forced me into that conservative, you know what I mean? And and I I mean, I have family members that are the same way. Cousin of mine, she's never voted ever. And everything she experienced last year, she registered as a Republican. And it's not even that she's a terribly conservative person. She could care less about guns and ammo and all that stuff, but she just wants to be left alone. And I think that that's what most people, even people that were formerly Democrats are starting to think, I just want to be left alone. And if this is who I have to vote for in order to get that, then that's what I'm going to do. But they're pushing and they're pushing and they're pushing and they're seeing how far they can get. And I mean, I'm not sure how much longer they think they have to to draw out this whole lockstep plan and 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 get us where they need to in order for us to become a socialist government. Um, but it seems like that the clock is is at the eleventh hour. And uh I, I mean, I don't want to I, I, like you said we shouldn't live in fear and I'm not fearful of that. I'm I'm more or less anxious because it seems like we haven't hit the precipice yet, and yeah, I—it's
0: th- a, a dangerous place to be. Where it's—it's uh, it's like they want us to draw the sword first, so they have mm-hmm. the excuse to drop the hammer. It's really yeah. Fiz- so I mean, we have to let cooler heads prevail. I still believe that. The Republicans' best shot at taking the White House back is for Donald Trump to just run again in 2024, but that's really yeah. up to him. Now, if he doesn't, who would be your top pick? DeSantis? I, I think that would be it. At I this think point. he's
1: coming out right now. I think I mean he's definitely stepping well, forward. Well and 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 he's I know there's other people that will want it too, though.
2: Well, I think one of the biggest thing amongst Republicans in general is that they're seeing these people that they voted for and they're clear rhinos, right? And they're spineless. They're not standing up for what the people put them in office for, you know? Um, and and I think it's important that DeSantis is, is speaking up and, and he's telling these, these Democrats that what they're doing isn't okay um, and he's not going to be bullied into having them um, force mandates on his state and his citizens and... People are starting to take notice of that. You You need
1: Candace wants to run. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would
2: be great. But, you know, I I think people are starting to see people are starting to see that there's someone sticking up for them. Right. And and I think that that was kind of shadowed over with Trump. Right. Because the media did such a good job of driving one narrative, you know, the whole orange man bad thing for for four years. And then now here we are. We're seeing what Biden, who's an obvious lame duck, and he's not in control. He didn't even know that we bombed Syria. Nobody knew, you know, and, and I think seeing that and then realizing that we have people like DeSantis, who's just standing up for people, not just conservatives, but for everybody in his state. And, and that's what the- people are going to want.
0: I also feel DeSantis was leading from the front versus Governor Abbott in Texas has been lead, uh, leading from behind. I feel like absolutely. had DeSantis not have made that move that he would have never followed.
2: His lead. You're absolutely right. And and that was one of the things because people are like, oh, thank God for Abbott. And I'm like, he could have done this months ago. Months you ago. know what I mean? There's no reason for him to have to wait for someone to make the first move.
0: I also and, get and- very concerned for Texas mm-hmm. because it's going purple oh yeah there but and to me the definition of insanity is you know like they say it's it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result many mm-hmm. of these Californians that are leaving and going to Texas they're going to wind up voting Democrat again they're going exactly. to vote for the exact thing that they escaped from
1: yep. yeah they, they left California flocked to Austin Yep, and now they're getting their way uh, in Austin because they oh, yeah. put some left liberals in, in there and it's going downhill hill. And I walked, I was in Texas last year and I saw how awful it was, you know, in yeah. some spots, some spots are still great, but yeah, it's, it turned in, it looked like uh, some parts of Austin was uh, downtown LA and the in like North park. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's There's awesome, a man. famous
0: video where Steven Crowder's walking around Austin with Alex Jones and Alex Jones almost throws up from the bum smell. Yeah, Jays, from man. the
1: the the piss, the homeless piss.
0: Yeah, the well, I mean, he calls Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's, that's right. what's
2: happening in L.A. That's what's happening in San Francisco. Um, it's it's always kind of been a problem in in San Diego, but not nearly as bad. I mean, it's when, getting worse in San Diego. It's getting worse, you, but huh? when you're in L.A., it it's a literal city of tents. It's just and and Oakland is terrible. For some reason, yeah. you're not seeing it on TV, but Oakland is terrible. It's not terribly far from San Francisco. Well, but. I'll
1: tell you what we were there was a there was a time a couple years ago where we were actively trying to clean up these areas mm-hmm. and these tents and mm-hmm. and in in our county. Yeah, and we were doing it all the time. Yeah, and then some order came from the top. Thank you, Newsom. They said no shall stop and deceased cannot do anything. Can't yeah. push them out of where they're at. No, nope. just let them be. And,
2: and but then they made they made the
1: law where
2: you know if they as long as they steal under nine hundred dollars from a business or or a private property, then it's just a citation. Yeah, and it's been
1: rampant. People Dude, running I've into stores, cite- grabbing and, shit, and running. A, there, there's felony charges right now that jails are just not taking people because of the COVID issues. Yeah. So I got to cite and release people for felonies. That's crazy. That's unbelievable.
0: It's a literal dirty, hairy movie. Can you imagine if Clint (laughs) Eastwood was still young enough to do another sequel? Because it was always about the injustice of the law system, right? Mm -hmm. Can you just imagine him running around with his 44 Magnum now and arrest (laughs) making all these busts and nothing's ever sticking? (laughs)
1: dirty you You know mr harry you gotta you gotta let him go take those handcuffs (laughs) off he didn't kill anybody when he fled the scene at 100 miles per hour you know gonna
2: let him go i can just imagine a remake of that but instead of a 44 magnum which was he was famous for right that was dirty harry he's just running around with like a radio and some pepper spray (laughs) I mean, the first the first instance of of cancel culture that I can clearly vividly remember was when um, they re edited E. T. Remember the scene where he flies over the cop cars and they had like machine guns and they they edited yes. it out for them to have walkie talkies. Yes,
0: you're right. I don't
2: remember how. I know I was younger, right, teenage years, but I I remember thinking this is insane.
0: Yeah. I do remember that. That was the, that was the, uh, everybody in Hollywood was being super sensitive post nine 11 where they didn't want anything controversial at all. Uh, yeah. if you look at the original teaser trailer to the first Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man film, the teaser uh-huh. trailer was him catching a helicopter in a web between the twin towers and then they went back oh, and right. scrubbed every shot of the Twin Towers out of that. So just we're just going to pretend they never existed? Yeah. The first <laughs> film to really acknowledge what happened on 9-11 was the Spike Lee film, 25th Hour, I believe, with Edward mm-hmm. Norton, where they, they talk about what happened. That was the first yeah. Hollywood film, I think, to do that. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going way back now, but I believe that the first victims of cancel culture most people would say delir- deservedly so because i mean it actually was race, you know racist in both instances mm-hmm. but you got to go all the way back to michael richards and mel gibson
2: oh yeah oh those yeah guys you're, were the right. First. you're right i mean
0: those guys were 10 12 13 years ahead of uh, ahead of yeah. uh, what's going on right now i'd love somebody <laughs> to go back to those two and uh hey, right what's it, yeah what's it like <laughs> looking at all this going on right now yeah absolutely later? you're right
2: <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> it's funny you brought that up because i was we were talking about Brian Callen. he's kind of making a comeback on his podcast you know, and, which is good and and chris Delia has been posting on instagram and stuff again and you know it's and and uh i mean damn it i'm what's the comedian's name i'm totally blanking on him um who was jerking it in front of people uh louis c k, louis c. k. Louis C.K. Yeah, before COVID happened, he was back in clubs and he was doing his rounds, you know, and stuff like that. And listen, I'm I'm not saying that I agree with like what Michael Richards said because what he said during that set was absolutely terrible. Um, but he's gonna pay for it with his pocket. You know what I mean? The, no one's gonna want to go and pay to see that guy. Um, but if someone did. You know, if there was a small group of people that decided they wanted to go see him, then then so be it. Uh, or if there was a club that wanted to actually host him, right. then OK, you know what I mean? And, and the same goes for Louis C.K. because when C right. started getting gigs again, people got mad again. And, and I know for a fact that most of the people that were getting upset at Louis C.K. had never even heard a Louis C.K. bit, you know? But it's it's this whole idea. And I think conservatives especially have been very good at this, especially lately, that if you don't like something, then you're not going to pay for it. You know, if you don't want if you don't like Louis C.K., don't pay to go see a show. If you don't like Chris Delia. Don't go pay to see a show. Ironically, People are doing that with is, Disney yeah. Plus, you know, yeah, canceling This is Plus. what
0: liberals always used to say back in the day when shows like yep. The Simpsons would be on or married with children. They'd say, if you don't like it, change the channel
2: exactly yeah. but Roman yeah.
0: Atkinson aka Mr. Bean had a great ambassioned mm-hmm. speech where he was talking about that bill that came out in Britain where it's almost going to be a crime to be offensive and he said the answer <laughs> yeah. to hate speech is more speech
2: it's yeah not it, absolutely speech. and he's 100% absolutely. correct yep yeah, and because I mean if you're going to be about free speech then you have to be about all free speech right um whether you like it or not you, you there's things that you're going to hear that you that are you're not going to be happy about and and it's just because whether it's a difference of opinion or if someone is actually truly in their heart just a hateful person um but you know i'll defend that person's right to say what they're going to say That's that doesn't mean thatism
0: which doesn't exist right? anymore which you just said yeah
2: and, yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to have consequences, right? Now, I'm right. not saying that we need to cancel them. But listen, if that person is a professional entertainer, then they're going to go broke because nobody's going to want to go and pay for their entertainment.
0: And what's with and, this one and done thing going yeah, on right? with the left where one bad tweet and you're canceled forever? It's ridiculous. One bad tweet. Nobody is beyond redemption. We brought up Mel Gibson. I mean, mm-hmm. he made a wonderful film in Hacksaw Ridge.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. after
0: that, you know, nobody is beyond redemption. And America itself, to me, is the greatest success story of redemption, where you go from African-Americans brought here in chains, but then going all the way to having a black man in the White House.
2: Exactly. Versus other places
0: in the world, in the Middle East, in Africa, and other places where it looks like it hasn't changed at all since the days of Christ. Hardly at all. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's still and stuck in the same bad shit. Right. And, and draconian that's what laws. For. Yeah. Anything.
2: Yeah. You know, there's still places where women can't drive or vote, <laughs> right. you know, and, they, they, and but,
0: women in Saudi Arabia were only able to drive only a couple years ago, two, three years. Exactly. ago. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And it's and it's terrible because when you try and ex- especially people who are from the outside looking in, right, they don't live in the United States, but they feel that the United States is more racist than anywhere on the planet, and they're not realizing how many black billionaires there are, how many, you know, successful CEOs there are, how and and, it's, and then you have all of these. Um, some some black celebrities but mostly black athletes that are up on these pedestals and they're talking about how hard they had it. And when you get to – especially NBA and NFL players, these guys, even if they had it rough when they were children, once they hit high school, they're being spoon-fed left and right and they're getting whatever they want and then they're getting pushed to the top of their sport, Right. Then they want to tell you, like LeBron James talking about how he's afraid of his kids going outside. No, he's not. That's false. Yeah. There's well, that no, he tweet lives in was
0: ridiculous. They're hunting us down in the streets, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. That is a total lie. I believe that the is. statistics are there's over 300 million interactions between police and civilians every year. And the smallest fraction of that goes the wrong way. I believe in 2019 it was, what, nine Unarmed black Americans yeah, exactly. were killed by police officers. Unfortunately, Crush. it went up a little bit in 2020, probably because mm-hmm. of all of the riots that were going on. Yeah. But I mean, hey, we're living in a world right now where they'll call you racist if you call a riot a riot. Yeah. Oh, I think, well, things I are think on I fire, and buildings are burning, and you're breaking. <laughs> That's a riot. That's not. That's a, a riot. Yeah,
1: you yeah. can't sugarcoat that. You, and I think that a lot of the the problems with the interactions that are going negatively at this point, you have to look at the climate of the media and what they're pushing onto people's views about officers. Mm-hmm. Okay, they are taking and making everybody be fearful and think that all cops are corrupt. All cops are bad. They're out to, to get uh, anyone of color. And when you put that and you propagandize that out to the public, everyone's going to push back against the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's not going to be, then they're not going to be interactions that are positive interactions. You know, I have hundreds of thousands of interactions with people and very, very seldomly do I after ever have to use force. And I can honestly say I have never ever in my entire career walked up to someone and just punched him for no reason or walked up to someone and arrested someone for no reason yeah. okay my actions are always in response to something else that has taken place yeah okay you know every time i've ever used to had any use of force and i was beat myself up recently about it with um brian and um and boy the country and boy um because i've had uh, quite a bit of use of force in the, in the last yeah. six months, more than I did in the first half of my career, yeah. more in this last six months than I did have in the first, you know, eight to nine years of my career. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, and, and like you said, it,
2: it, the media is, has plays a big part in it. Um, but you know, not only now is it trendy to be racist, it's also trendy to just hate authority, right? Yeah, and and it's it's scary because we're telling people, especially people that are very you know, in, easily influenced uh, just by today's standard of all of the social media, right? You have people who want to be influencers when they grow up. They see what people are doing on Instagram and that's what they want. So when they hear celebrities say that cops are bad and they're posting black squares on social media, then it makes them feel empowered to, when they have an encounter with a police officer, to act a certain way and they feel better about themselves. Um, and it's, it's disgusting to see, right? So you're having more and more physical interactions with people, um, because they think it's okay to act that way. And, and one of the, one of the craziest things that I've ever heard was when black, when black, uh, celebrities are talking about how they have to have the talk right with their kids. Well, I think everybody has that talk with their kids. Hey, if you get stopped by the police, this is what you do. Um, of course my parents had that talk with me. My wife, whose father was in the sheriff's department for 30 plus years, had that talk with her. My dad had that talk with me and my brother. You, we, and when your kids start driving, you're going to have, have to talk, talk with them. You yeah. know, it's just treat,
1: treat the officer with the utmost respect. They made
2: I mean. it a black only thing. Yeah. And that's not true. You know what I mean? It's not true at all. Um, my brother and I, we were raised by the same parents in the same household. We got the the talk from my dad who didn't make the best choices, you know, when it comes to, to obeying the law. But if you ask him, Hey, um, you think we should defund the police? Absolutely not. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, you know? And, but my brother and I, we both have a difference of opinion when it comes to, um, If black people are being hunted down in the streets and even when you give him facts, he doesn't want to believe it. And I I don't understand where the difference came from, but it's something that we we got into a big argument about. Fortunately, we were able to put it to the side, but that's that's what we're seeing now is that these these celebrities and athletes are just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it.
0: I find with the modern left, facts don't matter. It's all about feelings. I had even heard Gina Carano in her interview with Ben Shapiro say that she had somebody from the LGBTQ community confront her. Disney forced her to do this. And they said, you gave... An emotional tweet; therefore, you have to give an emotional apology, not a (laughs) factual apology. Of this is why I said what I said. Wow! I mean, if you just break down the numbers, we mentioned. Yeah, I, twenty nineteen, it was Mm -hmm. single digits. Nine unarmed black men killed by police officers. More people died, and the riots protesting that. Yeah. Think of the irony, the tragic irony of that, and I don't think there's enough empathy for police officers. How would, you know, just, first of all, it's maybe the only profession where you're hated just for putting the uniform on. That's Mm -hmm. for starts. Mm -hmm. And how would you like to, you know, what, you're on a, uh, you're in the eighth, ninth, tenth hour of a long shift, and that's when, let's say, it hits the fan, right, where an incident happens and, you know, it's like, I can't even imagine what it would be like in that situation. I, I, I'm going to, you know, you go back to the, remember the in the original Die Hard, Reginald Val Johnson mm-hmm. from Family Matters, remember he yeah. talks about yeah, how he yeah. accidentally shot a kid? And, yeah. and it's just like, you know, we went from having empathy for police officers to just having none now that they're public enemy number one. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And well, we saw the same thing in the 70s. And even when we went back to the Gulf War, uh, they did the same thing with veterans. You know what I mean? Um, And and they were these were people that when they when they left, they thought they were doing the best for their country. They were they thought they were going to come back as heroes. And when they came back, they just got completely shit on and disrespected and there was nobody there for them, you know? So, but I think it's great that this whole thin blue line movement um, is clearly alive and well, and there's a lot of support for police officers um, in the public more so than in the media, but it's also, I think, the most dangerous time for police officers since the Rodney King riots.
1: Yeah. I know that we had to take my, when I'm on, when I'm working for cops plus, you know, be very serious and be ever vigilant. Vill- I don't, I don't eat out in public anymore. I go back to my office mm-hmm. and I'll sit in the par- parking lot where it's secure and eat my lunch. So I'm not sitting anywhere doing my paper. It's the same thing. I don't, I don't stop and use public bathrooms anymore at Seven Elevens, which I would like to do and, and say hi to the people there and, you know, check in on people. It's terrible, just, You know, I, I just don't want to have a, uh, uh, and not incident for no reason.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, we, I have, saw, I we saw, we saw what happened in LA with those deputies, completely random act of violence yeah.
1: um, for no good reason. Yeah. And uh, just, I just, for all the people that listen, remember we're, we're the ones that go running towards the danger without hesitation to help you. Yeah. When you need help, when, Something bad's happened. If it was an accident and there's hurt, people hurt and the car's on fire and we're running towards it. Okay. Trying to help you. Yeah. And we never think about our safety and I never think about my people at home. You know, it's in the back of my mind, I'm coming to help you. And and that's my goal in safety in my whole career is to try to help people. That's why I started off doing this job.
2: Well, I think in general, people just forget that the people walking next to them on the street are, you know. Sons, daughters, I got, mothers, fathers.
1: I got flagged down to be cussed at the other night. <laughs> what did what? Someone flagged me down flashing their brights at me. What What did they cuss you out for? Just being a cop? Because I was driving you reckless. You were driving reckless? hmm <laughs> Because I was actively trying to enforce speed enforcement. So you, you, so you were doing like a break ask, ask me how fast I was driving. How fast were you driving? How fast do you think I was driving? If you're driving reckless, I'm going to say 80 plus. Okay. I was under that. Okay. He told me I was reckless at 75 miles per hour. 75. Did he, did he do a citizen's arrest on you? No, but he wa- <laughs> he's going to file a complaint against me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually gave him a verbal warning for flashing his brights at me. I, oh, there you I, go. I didn't write him a Shoot! He said, he you know, he told me, he said, I pay your salary. You need to. Well, well see, and that's, <laughs> that's the thing, man. Um. <laughs> People Full on just yelling and screaming. His wife was embarrassed sitting next to him in the car. And he probably got it when he got home. I hope he did. You know what I mean? People just forget to act like human beings, man. Yep. We're we're humans on the other end. Like I tell everybody, I don't want to meet you like this. When I make enforcement stops, I don't want this to be my day. Yeah. I I want to say, hey – bud, you're driving too fast or, Hey, you caused an accident or, Hey, you know, your car caught on fire and I had to pull you out. You know? Yeah. None of those reasons are why I want to meet you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I have, I've had
2: a lot of interactions with police officers, but I can say out of the few that I've had, I've never had a terrible experience. There was one experience that could have gotten hairy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I was respectful. I gave all of my information when asked, and that was that. And I, the guy could have just been having a bad night. I don't yeah, know. Um, but every other human, time they're humans too. Every other time, I, it's no different when you're just out in public. You know, you someone opens the door for you, you say thank you, and you know, someone looks at you in your
1: eyes, and you acknowledge them and say hello or whatever. You know what I mean? Truth and, dealer, do you know the golden rule?
0: Do one to others as you'd have them do one to you? See, look at that. You treat
1: people with kindness and respect and they're going yep. to give you the same kindness and respect. But it, back.
0: but it goes back to what Truth Dealer
2: said is parents just let their foot off the gas. Yeah, they did. And and uh, honestly, down a whole generation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. and And it's very rare that you run into – a millennial that has great manners is very respectful will look you in the eye when they speak to you you know what i mean is attentive things like that it's it's, it's a rare commodity nowadays man just common courtesy and me and a coworker we talk about it all the time common sense and common courtesy rare yeah you don't find it too often and when you do it's a, it's an extremely enjoyable it, it, but it's weird because as a human being when you do something nice to or for someone else, you get that same feeling in return. Yeah, and I don't know why people just don't want to experience that anymore. You know what I mean? But who knows where we're headed, man? What do, What do you think the next four years is going to be like, Truth Dealer?
0: Well, it's going to be rocky, in my opinion. But in that, I think what's Generally, what wakes people up more than anything is persecution when, mm-hmm. they, when they realize that things aren't—I uh, I th- I just think for some people, once there's a rude awakening and it's at your doorstep, they realize, oh my gosh, this is not—the uh, complacency, when the complacency is is gone— And people wake up, uh, but also too, with a lot of people, there's so much cognitive dissonance out there Mm -hmm. where people, when they just mentally shut down, when they're faced with harsh realities that they can't handle... Uh, mm-hmm. but you know that doesn't mean that that's not what's really going on i mean there's a famous bible verse that says with much wisdom comes much sorrow and mm-hmm. with more knowledge comes more grief it's that was solomon wrote that and what he's saying is it's like you know you guys had amy says wtf on your show a wealth of information she knows how to right. do a deep dive into the history of all of these secret societies and globalism et etc cetera, etc cetera, yep. you realize just how dark, dirty, and disgusting that yep. whole world is. And with that knowledge, when you increase your knowledge on who these people actually are, does come grief and sorrow because oh, yeah. it, just what they've done to to society. And I mean, my God, to children. And uh, it's just, you know, which it, I don't want you getting knocked off YouTube. So we won't, <laughs> we, won't, <laughs> yeah. we won't go down that road. But I mean, we are trying. I mean, just last night there was the birth of this new term, uh, Blue Anon, right? They all call yes. us all. I won't I won't, I won't drop I'm the so 17th letter of the alphabet because then <laughs> yeah. again, you're going to get knocked off YouTube. But right, right. Blue Anon, you know, they have their own they have a whole plethora of of, of conspiracy theories coming from the oh, left. Yeah. You are blue on if you believed Jesse Smollett or if mm-hmm, you thought Donald mm-hmm. Trump was a Russian spy or if you fell for the <laughs> Covington kids hoax or if you yeah. believed Brett Kavanaugh was a serial rapist or Bubba yeah. Wallace's, quote, hate crime, <laughs> the noose that was the garage opener, or yeah. maybe if you just thought Michael Avenatti was a good guy. <laughs> That is blowing
2: <laughs> on. Yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up because that was something I wanted to talk about tonight, and it totally slipped my mind. But I was just reading this article that Google is teaming up with Urban Dictionary to eradicate any, basically, the term or hashtag. They already on. Did. Yeah, and you there can't are some find it anywhere. That
0: survived of it, but it's already yep. scrubbed. And this is why. This is just beyond what uh, the Marxists or even Hitler wished they could have had. This this is scary because, you know, politics are always downstream from culture. And if we don't have a major cultural shift, especially amongst the youth, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not even in America, in the West in general, we are going to commit cultural suicide.
2: Absolutely, There and, needs and, to be
0: a cultural shift. And I saw Dennis Prager. I thought this was brilliant. He said, historically, most people are not passionate about freedom. And what he meant was this, that most people are more passionate about wanting to feel safe and taken care of than being mm-hmm. actually free. I mean, you look at the masks and the shutdowns yep. and all of that, and people are willing to roll up their sleeve with an untested vax that probably changes your DNA because they, they want to feel safe and protected. Exactly. If you actually go back to the Revolutionary War, I think it was less than 5%, wasn't it, that actually fought for General Washington? The yeah. rest, whether we're under a monarchy or under a republic, yeah, you know, it was yeah. c'est la vie, right? exactly so even back then
2: yeah it's and and like you said people just want to feel that comfort and i don't i don't i don't think they understand but they will and and i it'll be too late by that point in time mm-hmm. you it's know not gonna
1: get, it's not going to get there mm-hmm. hopefully
2: we i i hope i hope it doesn't you know what i mean but like you said we have to we have to have a cultural awakening with the youth in order to steer this country in the right direction and and i i have faith that that is taking place, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best with my kids. And like I said, when I, when I tell, when I tell my son, it's okay for someone else to have a different opinion. I feel like that was left out of this zoomer generation. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. And they need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid of identity politics because there is nothing more racist than identity politics. It's totally hypothetical to Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of Mm -hmm. judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. They make his message less relevant every day.
2: Exactly. Exactly. With those words from Truth Dealer. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Truth Dealer, one more time. Why don't you tell the hooligans where they can find you?
0: You can find me at rumble.com slash truthdealer or youtube.com slash truthdealer. Or if you're on Parlor, you could find us at Real Truth Dealer
2: there it is uh truth theater we'll say goodbye to you as soon as we uh end the recording here so just hang on tight uh truth hooligans you know where to find us you guys can join us on our discord um you can find us at wbconspiracies.com wbconspiracies on instagram wbconspiracies on gab um and everywhere else except for twitter uh we're still on youtube for now yeah still on youtube for now um but uh look out for the patreon it is coming and no paul we're not putting the show behind a paywall um so we'll go ahead and end it in there tonight i have been boy and it's chris and we'll see you guys next time thank you
1: i
0: want you to get up now i want all of you to get up out of your chairs
1: i'm as mad as hell and i'm not
0: gonna take this
2: anymore
1: I'm is a hot. human being. God damn it! My, my life
0: is valued. By order of the hooligans, hot. welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar.